So if not, then, um, then I'm definitely hearing things and the psychiatrist uh, was absolutely correct. But uh, that is the sound of late night knots. That's right. As you're lying back in your bed, your hammock, your park bench, wherever you may lay, uh, those crazy, unique thoughts that you have are not so crazy, but rather they're late night thoughts. That's right. Welcome back to a Real Deal Mania original podcast series, Late Night Thoughts. I am your late night host, who is actually late, believe it or not, it's in the title, Dean Ryan. Uh, Tonight we have a new series that I'm starting as I look into the alternate universe and also the alternate society, getting to Eastern philosophy, medicines, alternative uh, philosophies that are practiced here domestically and abroad. As we try to find and discover the answers that uh, you're not privy of knowing yet because the questions have yet to fill your mind. And that's what we're going to achieve here tonight. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. And um, if we could tell the producer to, uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, it's, welcome back, everybody. Uh, tonight we have a, uh, a very unique show. Uh, as uh, I'm going to be welcoming a unique guest. Uh, her, name is, her name is Danielle Gordon. That's right. Uh, Danielle Gordon is not just uh, any uh, unique person. She is a what you would describe as the an energy healer, which is a title I love. And uh, in fact, a title I might start calling myself uh, after tonight. Uh, well, Danielle is not just a uh, energy healer, but she's also a card carrying yoga instructor, Reiki master, an Akashic record uh, practitioner and a cards player which is incredible. I mean, I lived in Vegas for three years. I love people that play cards. And she's also an oracle. That's right. An oracle. We're going to get into all that. And then I just uh, was just buzzed right now. And I just found out as well to add an unofficial self-nutritionist. And that's incredible because there's, there's a lot of connotation about individuality to all that. And uh, and welcome to Late Night Thoughts. The... Uh, Wonderful energy healer herself, Danielle Gordon. Danielle, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. No, it's good to, good to have you here at Late Night Thoughts, where uh, we're going to go over and cover everything and nothing at all, as they say. But uh, you have quite a resume, uh, if I might add, and uh, which I think we all do. And I think a lot of people you know, maybe just haven't discovered all these uh, talents in themselves in these other avenues because, uh, you know, people are a creature of habits and routines, but, uh, so, you know, kudos to you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, uh, what is an energy healer, uh, Danielle? Um, because I'm just going to start off the bat. I'm going to ask the tough questions as, as you yeah, can I'm see. Ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I have my crystal. I'm, I'm like levitating. I'm ready. Yes. For it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. What is an energy healer? Cause it's quite fascinating. Okay, so the other titles can actually kind of merge into the whole 
kind of realm of energy healing, but energy healing is really working within the chakra systems of the body, helping people kind of reach that higher self and within the journey of reaching that higher self from our experiences of life and relationships and conditioning, we take on things. Um, it can be physically manifesting in the body. We can experience different emotions, um, different thought patterns that are ingrained. And energy work is using different modalities and such that you listed, and we'll go into it deeper. <laughs> so let's just uh, let, let's get into the, the the basics before we get into the specifics, then get into the ingredients of it all. Uh, so where are you from? And and tell me a little bit about uh, your your journey. How, how did the energy healer um, come about? So I'm, I'm from Chicago. Um, I, I travel quite a bit, but from Chicago, went to school at University of Arizona. But aside from the four years there, I've been in Chicago. Um, I've always been drawn to different levels of spirituality, even as a young kid, not necessarily knowing the words or the terms, but I would always get sensations or senses. I would be able to read, you know, the adults in my life, their emotions that were coming up or friends, if there was a subtle shift. I've always been in tune to different energies. Intuitive. Would you intuitive. say intuitive? Uh, empathic? Empath? Completely. Completely. Yeah. Um, did you grow up in a religious house? I did not. Um, mm -hmm. My family's Jewish by culture, mm -hmm. but it was never really enforced um i would say it was definitely a little sexist my brothers had to get bar mitzvahed my sister and i had a choice i chose not to um, Wait, did you say it was sexist your brothers it was, was, it was a little again? sexist family-wise yeah so my brothers they did not have a choice they had to get bar mitzvahed my sister and i had a choice i tried to finesse a party over the studying now, now what does that what does that mean because yeah. um I, i've had uh i've been to a, i think a passover one time i think it was Okay. Whatever, whatever it was, I had matzo ball soup. I loved it. It, it certainly beats Good. the one from Campbell's, uh, the one in the can. Um, totally sign issue. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get into Campbell's later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is your favorite soup? No, but uh, what is, uh, what does it mean to be Mar Mitzvah? Because um, I only have, I have one Jewish friend. Well, he he works uh, here at Real Deal Media, and but he's from Canada, and they're a little different up there. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, so maybe you can educate me. What does that mean? You know what? I, I'll do my best, but I would say I actually I don't Please. really identify. I, I identify as spiritual, Jewish by mm -hmm. culture, background. But I, I have a thing with organized religion. We can totally get into it. But I don't really know mm -hmm. too much about it. Um, but in Judaism, the bar mitzvah or the bat mitzvah mm -hmm. is this rite of passage. So right. when boys turn 13, I believe when mm -hmm. girls turn 12, it's this coming into like manhood or womanhood, even though we know that 12 and 13 year olds are children. So that's a, another, yeah, yeah, whole another that, thing, but right. there's, you're supposed to read a portion. Yeah. Right. But you read yeah. a portion of it, the Torah, which is, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, which is like the old Testament. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so in, in my mind, it was just, um, it's just like one big party with, with, you know, uh, festive, uh, foods and eateries. But, uh, you know, what's weird though is like, cause you know, there, there was a time when, um, the, the I'm a lot of people and I've been around this because I've spoken like at uh, like Conscious Life Expos for, for years. Uh, I, I've been around like, you know, Gaia TV. I was in the studios there for a while and around a lot of the people I have a lot of, uh, you know, contacts and colleagues there. 
-hmm. And I, I got, and I went to, to like a guy at TV function once. And uh, a lot of people said to me is that they're spiritual, but not religious. You know, that's like, mm -hmm. a, it's like a new, you know, it's a new term, which is great. But I have this like weird thing because when I'm around spiritual people, I say I'm religious, but not spiritual. And then when I'm around religious people, I say I'm spiritual, but not religious. Interesting. <laughs> Where do you think to... that comes from? Yeah, let's process that. <laughs> so I'm, tr I'm trying to find out what is wrong with me. <laughs> I, I can't seem to find a happy median. Um, and the same applies politically, too. Like when I'm around liberals, I, I, I tend to lean a bit more conservative. But when I'm around conservatives, I tend to, to lean a bit more liberal. Maybe it's the, it, the journalist is, is, in you. Yeah, you want to offer I don't know. I, 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 I might be just a real asshole. I'm, I think I'm finding out. That's the problem. I say nonconformity. But anyways, before we get in my issues and, and then you start charging me by the hour. Um, right. So, and I'll drink to that. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to grab my beer. I'll, I'll cheers you to that too. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm drinking um, a Shiraz Yellowtail from Australia, a, a part of my birthday wine. And thank you everybody who uh, participated in that, who helped celebrate my 21st birthday. Um, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so so I, I, I totally get that too. And because I grew yeah. up um, Catholic, uh, which is, you know, I, I'm not sure what that means, because, you know, being a, being a Catholic, you, you go to church, you know, Christmas, Easter. Yeah. And, um, and that's about it. And then that's Catholic. Uh, but so you kind of bypass that. Is that because your parents your parents, you know, were, were a, a bit of the, the, the counterculture of their parents and didn't want to enforce what was enforced on them, you think? It's interesting. Um, I, I think a little bit. I do think my parents, they liked the tradition of it. Um, so the holiday dinners and it was incorporated in different ways. So it, it definitely was present in times when like high holidays, as you would call it, like, so Passover is a high holiday, when that would happen it would feel like the house got more connected to Judaism, but loosely. Mm -hmm. um, um, actually, in college, I was a TA for a class called God, Rap, wait, Rap Culture and God. <laughs> like, just, you know, all the things I'm expert on. Rap culture? Rap culture and God? Rap culture and God? comma, culture, comma, God. Uh-huh. That's Okay, <laughs> let me... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sign up for that right now. Hold on here. Um, sign up for culture. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I don't yes, remember indeed. much. But I was a TA for it. So I've always been interested in the studying of different religions, but I've mm. never been into the idea of a forced, fixed, definitive, mm. I must subscribe to this, I must pay this, I must go to this place yeah. at that time. And I think it's such a way to manipulate, in my opinion. I'm sorry if everyone, people really? are watching this and not liking it, but I, I yeah. think that, yeah, the foundation, I think, is beautiful, but where it's gone when the basket, uh, the, the giving basket goes around, yeah. the counter to that, just to be fair, the counter to that, yeah. Danielle, is that um, forgiveness isn't free. It ain't cheap. Mm -hmm. You got to you gotta pay a little bit to get that uh, granted forgiveness, don't you think? I mean. That aspect, the mm -hmm. tradition, connecting with family mm -hmm. and the experiences and the community, I'm all for. I think that's beautiful. I, when I say I have a hard time with organized religion, I'm talking about the systematic measure the top 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 that's operating it i think the people in the community are beautiful i respect so, it i think mm -hmm. if it serves someone all for it for me personally yeah. it's just 
it's the institution. It's the institution. So, and I'm going to come back to that. Just remember that word there. Mark that down in your little Etch-a-Sketch. Okay. Institution. Do you think you're always searching for something? Because if yeah. there is ever a time people are searching for things, answers, it's mm-hmm. right now in this, in the past three years, in, in this, uh, when I've coined World War III, this pandemic war. It's a great question. Um, I feel like on some level it always was taking place. I've always felt that I was about 10 years older than I was. Now I'm about like 70 years older than I actually am. But I've always kind of felt a little bit more of an, I've always felt like I was an old soul. Like I wasn't, you know, I'm playful and and joyful, but there always was more of a depth that I think I was looking for and searching for. And again, as a kid and then in high school, you don't always have the words for it. And it also would manifest in different ways. So in high school, I started noticing I would get panic attacks about dying. So that's a heavy Mm -hmm. one all the time. And that it was like this really intense feeling that happened throughout college too. It got a little bit better, but it was really, really intense for me. And I remember probably it was right after I graduated from college, I had like this panic attack and I kind of like looked up. I don't know who I'm looking up at, but I'm just like, I can't do this. Like, this is not, this doesn't feel good. I can't keep spiraling. Like, this is not good. And that night I had this like epiphany of a dream where it was like when I'm serving, when I'm helping people, when I'm doing, when I'm making a difference of some sort, that takes me away from this anxiety or the fearfulness. And I woke up kind of connected to this vision of, I want to help people. Like a good steward around the world, a good steward of sorts. I, I want to, I want to expand on that. You know what I've noticed too is a lot of people's journeys as different as they may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people who are experiencing uh, different realities, but th- we have a lot in common too, more than we have uh, just, you know, differences. But but if you're getting reality through a, you know, a propagandized media mm-hmm. and a flawed philosophical professor, then you would think that we're living in the 1800s and we are <laughs> living in some of the most uh, just draconian, you know, um, individuals around us all the time. You know, and that's a dangerous proposition. What I'm saying is, is a lot of people have not discovered what you did and you may not know what you have discovered. And that's individuality because, you know, you hear about minorities, this minorities, gays, minority, this minority, the greatest minority in the world. And I've done the research is the individual. And that is the biggest threat to the power structure of control is the individual. Of course, great thinking. No, that's an interesting way to think about it in terms of minority, because you're right. I, there's a lot, I think one of the biggest things that we're missing in our society is the skills to critically think. You know, like, like you see people following the, like the GPS, right? And you've taken this route so many times, but you have the GPS on mm-hmm. and you know you're supposed to turn left, you turn left so many times and the GPS is telling you to turn right. And instead of listening to what you know, you know, you've done it before. Yeah. yeah, you are listening to this mm-hmm. computer and then, you know, it tells you to turn to the Absolutely. lake and there you go. Like, so there's, there's this lack of critical thinking that I think is a right. big component that we're missing. It's collectivism. It's mm-hmm. collectivism by design. Yeah. And it's ideological subversion by design. And it's a long institutionalized plan. Yeah. 
how do you collectivize a culture? How do you collectivize a country, a society? Is you do it through over time. You do it over time, but you do it through the culture. And once you do it through the culture, which is upstream from politics, it's like the Salem witch trials. Oh, she's a witch. She practices oracle cards and Ashokic records. Burn her. Honestly, probably in the past life, I was burned at the stake. Would not be surprised. You see? You see? That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, absolutely. But here you talk about like it's getting filtered in through politics. It's happening on both sides and it's all coming down to one stream. You know, you have the extremes of both sides, but at the end of the day, you're getting collectiveness of each side of people who aren't thinking for themselves and they're just following down this path that they're being told. And essentially we, the path meets in the middle, merges into one and everyone's just thinking the same. Because people give their power away. Power and control, right? When you when someone holds power and control, they'll do anything in their power to hold that power. And so that's filtering different information to keep people in a submissive state, to keep people confused or upset or distracted. I mean, you mentioned about nutrition. I, I'm not officially a nutritionist, but I study my own food and I use food in my way. And that's one of the biggest things, keeping our society, you know, distracted and, and sick and because we're eating chemicals and things that are not mm-hmm. used as fuel and it's all come you know the fda it's all it's all bullshit Can I swear? Oh, oh, <laughs> you're not insinuating no. the fda are you saying the fda doesn't have her best interest in heart oh my god i, I cannot stand for that oh, oh my god to, I, I mean yeah i'm gonna cry all, i'm gonna cry right <laughs> but it all comes back to keeping that power and control so if, if people are sick, right, they're physically sick, our food that we're eating is causing inflammation, right? Disease yes, happens yeah. in inflammation. Now, mm-hmm. we can talk about this in so many different ways. There's the physical inflammation of the body. There's inflammation of our society. Disease mm-hmm. happens in inflammation. So the foods that we're eating, they're causing inflammation in our bodies. Our bodies are becoming sick. Our minds are getting foggy because that's what happens, mm-hmm. right? Inflammation is leaked directly to depression. So now we're upset. We yeah. don't want to move. Our energy levels are down. So all of these things keep individuals in this sick isolated depressive state it does. which and allows angry. then the people in power to stay in power because people don't have the energy to like really look at what's happening instead they're living in this fog of inflammation that's one of the reasons caused by the foods that they're eating you must feel the tension in in, in chicago because i certainly did you know a number of years ago but it's definitely there there are tremendous areas and neighborhoods that are dangerous and you know yeah like taking my dog out right now when it's dark like am i i'm definitely alert i'm not walking far so it, there's elements that are dangerous there's also it's i think i do think that the news has amped it up quite a bit so when you live in chicago at least you know my friends like you don't necessarily live in a constant fearful state does crime happen absolutely um but that's interesting about being an empath and attention i so i have a love hate with Chicago. And this is just like a personal thing. This is not even about crime. This is just energetically how I yeah. respond to Chicago. And I mm-hmm. actually, I, an astrologer that I work with, we were looking at my birth chart and it's called, what is it called? Astrography. You used your birth chart. I'm going, I'm going woo woo. That's why I'm here, right? <laughs> so you use your, uh, you use your birth chart with an astrology and you put it on the map and you have different lines based on your birth chart. So birth chart would be you know, most people know their sun signs, so your horoscope mm-hmm. when your birthday is, but you actually have a whole birth chart. So when you were born, if you took a picture of this guy, that would be your birth chart. 
And in your birth chart, you have every planet. And based on when you were born at what time and the location, the planets are in different zodiacs. We'll go, we can go deeper, deeper into it. But my Saturn line is running okay, right yeah, through Chicago. Yeah. So if I had, if I had like a little visual, it would make more sense, but it's running right through it. And this astrologer, when she's reading my chart, she was like, Ooh. Mm. she's like, Chicago's hard for you. I'm like, yeah, Chicago it is. is, it is hard for me. And, you know, Saturn astrologers will call it like the grumpy grandfather. So it's, it's tougher energy. There's a lot of lessons that happen within Saturn, um, but it also rewards you when you do the hard work. Yeah, so for me, Chicago is difficult, but I, so I used to be very involved with politics and, you know, huff and puff and found myself like really going into a box and my mind and my thoughts were being altered of like, okay, this is how I identify, but I don't really agree with this, but that must not be. So there was just, so that. Did that happen in college? Are we talking about like, Um, is is this transfer, did that happen (laughs) around the university uh, era? Because that's usually when when, when people. No, you know what? It actually happened post-college. Uh, okay, co- you okay. know, well, college I got into, I mean, I got into feminism. I was always a feminist, but I didn't have the term for it. I didn't know what it meant. And then I started taking um, sociology mm-hmm. as a second major and started studying gender studies. And yeah, I'd love to get into that. Now I feel like we might have different opinions, but we like that. Continue. So you, you, you were really highly involved. I was I was highly involved. I was, And then even when I wasn't highly involved, I also was definitive of this is how I identify. This is my, mm-hmm. you know, political identification. And then I just kind of got tired of it because exactly. nothing was happening. And I'm like, wow. you know what? This just feels like bullshit. Like at the end of the day, no one is getting anything done on either side. And it mm-hmm. just feels like this, this theater, like this theater. Exactly. You know, you have the mm-hmm. glitter and the sparkles and the production and all that, but nothing is actually happening. And so I had, I had to kind of pause to be honest. I really, I don't watch the news anymore. I will read things. I try to stay up to date, but I do not watch the news. I'm really not involved politically anymore. And this mm-hmm. is where the naive perspective might come in. I focus more on my day-to-day interactions because I was getting so upset. We talked about anger earlier and how people are angry. Yeah. I was getting so angry, so angry yeah. that nothing was getting done and all these people are getting hurt and all these rights are being taken away and so much mm. oppression is happening, but nothing is, is actually being done. And so all this anger was coming up, but anger, anger static and, or stagnant, it, it just, what does that do? It's just harmful. It's poison. It's suffocating. And I operate in a positive way. And so right, I've been right. focusing on I stopped watching the news. I really stopped focusing on politics. And now I focus on how do my day-to-day interactions with people, how can I leave each interaction with that person feeling better? I, why I'm saying this is because as we're talking about this, I'm getting riled up thinking, you know, kind of going down you, that negative, like, yeah, anger. Yeah, I'm, start, I'm starting like to sweat a little bit. I, I'm <laughs> getting really scared. I'm, I'm sweating. Uh, actually, uh, just hold on a second. Luckily, luckily you're with a breath Whew. coach. Should we do some, you want to do some oh breathing? My God. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I might need a smoke break. I'm, um, but that is such a good, can we well, talk about that? Like a somatic yes. response, how great that well, is. Well, that's though. passion. That's passion. Completely. I want to add to what you're saying, and mm-hmm. I want to touch upon so many things, too. Um, a lot of the people uh, that are very angry mm-hmm. when in regards to news, politics, right, and um, are people who watch cable news. 
I mean, so when you say cable news, you're talking about like Fox, CNN, Fox, uh, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, okay. yeah, totally, yeah. Um, C-SPAN, but then no one watches that unless they're trying to sleep. Um, yeah, I would say, do, does anyone watch that? If you have trouble sleeping at home, put C-SPAN on and just <laughs> slowly phone away into your rapid eye movement. NPR. NPR will put you to sleep very carefully and delicately. Honestly, I'm relaxed right now. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's all I have to do. So we were screening a movie. We screen a movies for our members who are uh, listening to this and, and or watching. Uh, we screen a movie uh, almost every other Saturday, you know, a couple of times a month. And we were watching the other night or last weekend, Natural Born Killers. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a film by Oliver Stone. What it was doing and in, in, in portraying, what Oliver was trying to portray was the media sensationalizing, um, you know, reality. Mm -hmm. And if you track it back timeline wise to when that change happened is in the mid nineties. And when the mid nineties came, it brought us the OJ Simpson trial, which started the, the acceleration to 24 hour news cycle. With that, uh, now you have competing news. You have competing who has the breaking story, who has the, the hottest uh, news anchors, the, the best colors, the best timeline ticker that's given you, you know, everything. How media in the news media in particular, it's designed to get a reaction from you. It's designed to sensationalize, to get the ratings. And that's what it's designed to do rather than what we're doing here but we're understanding of these things. So now you're disillusioned with, with the politics and you get yeah. into Reiki, which is. So Reiki is an ancient Japanese healing module. It's all about working with moving energy through the body. So it works with the seven chakra systems. Each chakra represents different elements of a person and their being. And based on how we're talking about like inflammation and experiences and things that can happen throughout our lifetimes, we get blockages within our chakras. They could be working at a slower level, a higher level, but we're feeling some kind of heaviness or dullness or separation from our higher self. So Reiki is about working with moving the energy through the body. The Reiki energy is this higher frequency. So you're tuning into this higher frequency. So we know bones heal at a higher level of frequency. The, ra the radio, for example, is frequency that we can't see. It, it's right. So there's energies that are happening. We right. Can't see. So a big thing is coming down to the root of it, of where the anxiety is stemming from, where it's connecting to. So it, it's going to depend on each person. But as a whole, I think anxiety, depression, they're all symptoms of not feeling connected to your power, not feeling aligned to your higher self. And so I think a lot of it is starting to do things that are going to allow you to feel more like yourself or more attuned to yourself. So if you're someone who is working so much and you're disconnected from the relationships in, in your life and you're feeling anxious about that, it's, it's first awareness of it and then making the subtle shifts to connect back into the things that are maybe pulling you away or intensifying the anxiety. Now, sometimes anxiety can happen, a lot of times it happens and we're disconnected from where that's coming from. And so I'm big on movement. I teach yoga, I work with movement. So a lot of times getting into movement first is mm -hmm. going to be the 
you know, beautiful, profound step that will eventually connect you to the suppressed emotions that are, are being stored in the body. So physically opening and moving. I mean, we like somatically, especially as women, we store a lot in our hips. And yeah. so emotions and fears are stored. So when we start opening and doing poses like pigeon pose, which is a hip opener or like lizard, you know. Can you display something maybe simple that, that people can do to uh, maybe help, you know, release some of the anxiety and, and, and that uh, tension and fear of the world? Is, is there something maybe that is simple that you can maybe display? I mean, I hate to put yeah. you on the spot. but no, I'm starting to work with the most. So I've been, I'm actually going, I've been working with a hospital um, in Chicago and going into schools and talking with students about using breath work and how to naturally calm the nervous system. So breath, so, is, so breath work is breathing differently at different tempos or is there music on when you're breathing? Is it a certain altitude you have to be uh, doing? You the, have to the actually breath? hike. A, yeah, you got to hike a mountain, <laughs> go, okay. go through a, a, a pillage. You know. No, breath work okay. is so simple. I mean, I, I work right. right now with um, diaphragm breathing. So mm -hmm. if you want to do it with me, you put a hand on your belly and a hand okay. on your heart. So this just allows okay. you to actually connect to the physiological sensation. So we'll do a practice one, but focusing on the hand that's on your belly, I want you okay. to start your inhale from there and I'm going to count to five. Okay. So you're going to inhale okay. for okay. one, two, three, four, five. And you're going to slowly exhale for five, four, three, two, one. So we'll we'll do one. We'll do, I'll guide you through it in a little bit, but just to explain um, what's happening I, there. I, I do have a question. Am I supposed to be exhaling through my nose? You're not exhaling through your mouth. You're not exhaling through your mouth. I should declare. So okay, you're I thought, it was, my, I thought it was my nose. I did it wrong. I, mean, I did it wrong. You, okay. Here's the thing. You can exhale from your nose. What we call uh -huh. that in yoga, it's called your ujjayi pranayama. So that's called okay. your breath of, of fire. That's actually going to create What's it called intensity. again? It's called the, um, the punana? Yeah, exactly. you got it. Yeah. Punani. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay, let's try this. Pranayama. So that's when you yeah. inhale from your nose and exhale. Okay. What we're doing is the diaphragm base. So you're going to inhale through your nose, and then you're going to exhale out back through your mouth, and you're going to you're going to allow the breath to travel up oh. to the pace. And I already screwed up. I, 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 I'm supposed to count to five. I'm supposed to count to I'll, five, right? You know, I'll guide you. I'm here to guide you. That's why I'm here. So Thank you, because I can't. Yeah. Okay, I can't count. Okay, tell okay, me one. So starting from the hand in your belly. Okay, so we're going to okay. inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Exhale, five, four, three, two, one. Five, four. Am I killing you? <laughs> three, two, one. No, I mean, so, I think I inhaled too much. Um, Okay. Yeah, it, it's a, it's nope. a practice. We call it a practice. It's, but let me tell it, you, know, Dean, let me tell you a little working. bit about the science. It's working. Okay, well, I want to tell you about the science. Okay, why I, I love breath work because there is the tangible science to it. So your hand is on your belly. You're okay. we're doing diaphragmic breathing. So your diaphragm is this cone-shaped muscle that's right below your lungs. So mm -hmm. when you inhale from your belly, right, you breathe in, your belly expands. That's your diaphragm contracting so it's flattening so the diaphragm flattens what does that allow for the lungs your lungs have more space to breathe in you're breathing in more oxygen so when you're breathing in you're breathing in more mm -hmm. oxygen the oxygen is traveling up it's actually going right to your brain it's triggering your parasympathetic nervous system so that's the part of your nervous system that is the calm and the relaxed we we know our sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight that's when the body is feeling a stress, it needs the adrenaline, oxygen right. goes to the hands, you need to fight, you need to run, right? But when yeah. you're breathing in from your belly, you're activating mm -hmm. that parasympathetic nervous system that tells your body that you're okay. 
So all the oxygen actually gets to go to your brain, your thinking brain, which allows you to think clearer, while physiologically your body is going, oh, I'm relaxed, I'm safe. So the stress is dissipating, the shoulders are relaxing, the, you know, it's, the body is softening. So physiologically right. you're starting to feel the relaxation and then your mind gets to connect back to it. So you're able to think more clearly. Anxiety clouds everything. We go into anxiety, our, we feel it in our chest, right? Our heart starts to beat, we're breathing up here, everything's getting tight, right? Why are we getting tight? Because we feel like we might have to fight, we might have to run, we're in a triggered state. So if we take a minute of breathing, you do five, a count of five in, a count of five out, right? And how many times, how many, how many um, in, in, in intervals do we, do we do that? Do, do six rounds. So one minute, okay. so a little one minute, one minute, it's going to trigger that parasympathetic nervous system, the nervous oh. system that says, you're calm, you're safe, you're okay. So physiologically, the body softens and relaxes and settles, and the mind gets this beautiful dose of oxygen that helps clear and now you can start thinking logically of like oh wait i'm actually safe what, what am i being stressed about what do i need to do to move forward versus a very heightened state of anxiety where you're not thinking clear right when you're in when you're in survival mode you're not thinking logically you're a lizard brain you're thinking how do i not die right. you know no it's true and, yeah 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 it's true that, that happens um, when i'm running from the so cops it happens all the brain, time yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah, there you go. So, so when you're running from the cops, just yeah. tell them you need a minute. <laughs> hand on your heart, hand on your belly, and, and do your breath work. <laughs> hold hold on, before you arrest me, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah, give me a second here. Hold on here, just just uh, two more intervals. So it's diaphragmic breathing. Uh, the people who are uh, watching and and are listening to this, uh, what you're actually witnessing uh, tonight are two people who are in uh, many sense perfect strangers in a way but who are actually hearing things about things they may not know for the first time and not necessarily requiring one to adopt it, but uh, just being open can heal in, in the countries. It's like a good uh, party. We're, we're all bringing something different uh, to the, um, you know, the food table here. So anyway, I wanted I to say it. that. Well, I think that's an important thing to say too. I think one of the biggest things is that we all stop talking to each other and there's so much attachment to, I must believe this, to identify this way. And what's missing is actual human connection and, and having that dialogue and knowing that people can have different beliefs and you can believe something and be okay to be like, oh, I actually, that that well, resonates with me or that doesn't. And the I light mean, the world can still continue even within contradiction. You know, it doesn't have yeah, to be so polarizing here. It's like after World War II, had this country not had an open dialogue with like the Japanese, they would have never known like, Hey, you don't have to put salt on your rice. You could just use soy sauce, different uh, ideas and techniques and culture. Okay. So speaking of, see that segue there, as I go now to the gotcha. Japanese Akashic records, this is what they call in the business, Danielle, a segueing. We're uh, segueing. That's, That's right. <laughs> That's right. The master yeah. of the segue. Uh, so let's get into this. Cause you, uh, as we're kind of, um, Rounding things up, I know it's uh, late where you are over there in uh, Iceland. Um, <laughs> Feels like it with how dark it is. <laughs> and notice the contrast, too. If, if you're all into symbolism, uh, I'm in the dark. I'm like the, the, the <laughs> prince of darkness, and she's in the light. So I'm the fallen angel. Um, so let's get into this uh, Akashic Records, which initially I thought, oh, good. They have a new record company coming out. Yeah. Uh, have you heard? Wonderful. Yeah, have you listened? <laughs> I, I yeah. love all the new artists on there. So, so tell me about what, what this is all about, and uh, then we'll kind of um, 
finish up with our birth charts. Okay, right now we're going in, we call it the woo-woo work, right? We're going a little bit more woo-woo. And when I say woo-woo, it's, it's more spiritual, it's less tangible. Um, but the Akashic records are... And what does woo-woo really mean? Because I, I hear this term all the time in the spiritual yeah. communities. And Honestly, it, I cringe. There's not a better because, term than yeah. woo-woo. I mean, it's just, it just sounds like foo-foo, you know woo-woo. I mean, I'm so glad you I'm so glad you said this because I, I, I can't just said the word term. and I you know what I can't either. And I'm a little I'm annoyed that I'm using it, but I, I it's, yeah. it's using like a simple you know simplified <laughs> shortcut. You know what? I think we should brainstorm one because I instantly regretted saying it after I said it. I Good, I have a whole much, list but, right here that you never asked. So I came okay. up with bring, um, bring it out, yeah. yeah just, <laughs> just start uh, where, where's the green screen? Just start scrolling. <laughs> I was hoping you would bring that up. Uh, anyways, continue <laughs> on the path of the Akashic Records, and please spell yeah. it too, because I, I probably spelt it uh, terribly wrong when Let's I put see. this in the notes. You put it A A S K H A C I. Oh gosh, I'm A. No cheating, please. No cheating, please, and use it in a sentence if you would. H A S I C Akashic Records. Okay. That's Arizona State, everybody, that she went to, yeah. as you can U see. U of A! U <laughs> University. Actually, I went to U of A. Went to the, went to the that better. is as higher learning and it's finer. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Here I am. <laughs> hey, we're just mad. Mom, Dad. <laughs> Mom, Dad, you proud? Go, go find them. Yeah, go find them. Um, they're in my life for the record. Go find them. For, yeah. Anyways, Akashic Records, it's this opening of your soul's library. That's what we'll call it. So, if you believe in past lives, I do. It's every life that you've ever lived. It's every life that you ever will live. It's this endless soul information of why you are here. Like, so that like, goes into, yeah. okay, uh, like like soul families in, in a sense. Yeah. I've heard this term before. Sure. And you're talking about past lives, mm -hmm. which, which I, I tend to believe in, in a sense, because I'm actively trying to get back to that past life because it's got to be much better than this uh, present one. Which we, is, can, uh, I was, hey, we can do a we can do a meditation to get you there. Oh, would you please? Uh, how I much? Would be happy. Know, <laughs> let me buy a ticket for that because <laughs> what is currently developing now is I, I was totally they casted me wrong when I was auditioning <laughs> in the uh, universe. But so yeah, you're getting into past lives and all this, and I've heard these things before. Uh, this is yeah. a Philosophy also adopted by the Buddhist as well. They believe in reincarnation in a sense. And it goes into Eastern philosophy. And, you know, the modern Christian or, uh, you know, uh, maybe atheist or maybe Jew or you pick a, a um, current religion probably won't subscribe to a Eastern philosophy uh, um, just right off the bat. However, I will add that it's actually Eastern medicine, Eastern Chinese medicines that are a lot of the cures for the average, uh, you know, ailment of today. Uh, you know, you know, must I tell people about shita shiitake mushroom abstract? Uh, just for I starters. I love mushrooms. Yes. Reishi, lion's mane. It's an adaptogenic. Mm. I mean, I, I do a mushroom powder every time in my coffee every morning. It's an adaptogenic. It helps your body deal exactly. with stress. My belief it's just is it's, the Eastern, yeah, Eastern medicines are, you know, we should have a, a very open look at uh, Eastern philosophy as well as all I'm saying, because Eastern medicines have been proven tremendous. To, tremendous. To, to work. So please continue. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm going to go on my little tangent, but think about it from like a logical perspective. Any illness that we are naturally becoming sick to, there must be a natural remedy to it. That's my mm -hmm. belief. I'm like, same thing with food. Like I think 
food can make us sick, I think we can heal our bodies through food. So if mm. we're getting mm. sick from something, there if it's a natural it's the gut, you know, bacteria or the gut, yeah, the gut's huge. That's our second brain. Gut's huge, gut health is huge. But mm. yeah, like if, if we're getting sick naturally, there has to be a natural remedy. It's coming from if it's coming, we're getting sick from the earth, or, you know, the air, like mm. there's gonna be a natural remedy. Now I'm not talking about like artificial or things that are now mutated and stuff like that, but if it's an ailment of some sort that's natural, there's a natural mm. remedy. I always used to tell people, you know, I'm, I'm a libertarian because I don't know what's best for you. Mm. So I'm not going to pretend I know what's best for you because what's best for me may not be best for you. Totally. Uh, I may love peanuts. You might die from peanuts. There you go. You know, <laughs> you, but, but I'm not going to mandate on that on you. And I think that's, and I see this too. I'm, I'm glad um, you brought this up, although I might have brought it up. I don't know who did, but I see this in like the older generation, the baby boomers and older, is they've put so much stock in power into their doctor because it's like, well, it's my doctor that's keeping me alive and, and, and sort of speak. And so any yeah. alternative idea, narrative, thought is mm -hmm. ugh, people of India have the uh, turmeric in their diets. They're healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is all Eastern philosophy and medicines too. Continue, uh, Daniel. Okay. Well, both uh, for the listeners, but turmeric, you want to add black pepper. That's going to be my my insight. You always want black pepper with that because it helps your body absorb the benefits. I think turmeric is one of the best things you can do. I, I mean, I'll often, you know, when I have time to cook, I yeah. don't cook as much because um, I forget I am cooking and I almost burn places down. <laughs> I'm so busy, but it's good for all, all sorts of things. But it also gets rid of the heavy metals. In yeah. the body, especially seniors, all the mm -hmm. big pharma stuff they have in the yep. medicines, it has heavy metals in it. Yeah. It's causing uh, uh, Alzheimer's. Fogginess. Yes. I mean, it's also amazing for respiratory health and it's the best for inflammation. Same with ginger, lemon, yes. anything alkalizing. I'm telling you, when we started with this, inflammation is is society's bitch. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's, it cre disease happens in inflammation. It's inflammation in the body. Disease happens. A societal inflammation state. Mm -hmm. Disease happens. Like disease grows in inflammation. So we need to counter our environments externally, internally by adding foods that are going to alkalize our, ourselves, which brings us back Absolutely. to a balanced pH. So we need the ginger and the lemon and the turmeric. We need all of that. And it's weird because I don't like ginger, but I love ginger ale. It's a weird mm -hmm. relationship I have. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not my favorite, but but I'll, I'll do it. But you're absolutely Start correct. bringing it in. Yeah, bring it in. Add a little lemon, a little cayenne. You're absolutely it's correct. huge immunity boost. Yeah. No, you're right. Because food is um, food is actually uh, health insurance. It is health care. It yeah, is definitely all of that. Okay, yeah. so lastly here, as we kind of... Um, close off here be, before I just totally go off the rails of, of just nothingness. Uh, but then again, it's late night thoughts, right? Late night um, thoughts. You know, it's late night thoughts and you've been so gracious and I'll toast you for being such a good uh, a patriotic Chicago, <laughs> which I should say as much as I'm not the biggest fan of Chicago, cause I got jumped by bouncers. Mm -hmm. You guys have incredible food. Every time oh, I go best. there, you best do. Food. Tremendous mm -hmm. food. And, you know, I'm from Orange County, uh, California, and uh, we, we had a number of years ago a Portillo's come uh, to, to Orange County, and I don't think it's the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they try to replicate it. So yeah. just want to say that because I, I, there, there are parts of Chicago I do like. I mean, seeing Wrigley Field was truly astonishing. I've always – it's always a dream of mine. Daniel, you, you have been a um, 
a really uh, eye-opener on a lot of things here. I think people are going to uh, really try some of these things. I know I will. Uh, yeah. and, and that's what it's all about. That's what Late Night Thoughts is all about, you know? Yeah. I love late it. I thought This is great. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, was, it was good. It ended, it ended pleasantly and actually sets up a maybe part two in the future. But uh, what's the best way in, in, in to, to find you, follow you, if someone wants to get in touch? Because I'll tell people if, if they can always email uh, Real Deal Media, info at realdealmedia.tv if you want to get in touch with uh, Danielle Gordon. But is there a good way to uh, maybe follow your uh, efforts and your work? Yes, um, you can reach out through email at daniellegordonhealing at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, follow me on social and uh, Instagram. It's danielle underscore e underscore gordon. Um, yeah, both ways are great ways to message me. I do yeah. you know, private sessions, group sessions. I, I make myself available to mm. what the needs are based on who's reaching out. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here great. to help. So I want to thank my uh, wonderful guest, uh, Daniel Gordon, and I want to thank this incredible, uh, effective audience all over the world for the Real Deal Media University students and alumni, I should say, out there. I'm Dean Ryan saying always remember to stay tuned and stay awake and uh, never be shy of that late night thought. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.